So let's continue in God's Word again today on this Thursday as we are in Joshua chapter 22. So now that they've taken, uh, uh, God has given them this whole land of the promised land, God's made it possible for them uh, to be able to defeat enemies that are really bigger than them, armies that are bigger than them, because God says, I'm with you and I'm greater than any of your enemies that are out there. Uh, besides, those enemies do not worship the true God. They're, they're worshiping false gods. They're doing despicable things like sacrificing their children on the altar. They won't listen to God. They won't see God visible to them in the world. Um, and God says, so you need to drive them out completely. You need to, to take their lives, uh, and, and you need to start afresh to them. Uh, but he gives them that land, a land that they neither they neither worked for nor they, nor they uh, um, tilled yet, uh, but totally a gift uh, from God. But, but the battle is still there in front of them to, to continue to resist evil, just like in our lives, too, to follow God's ways, to be obedient to him, to be careful, to be leery of the enemy is always trying to pull us astray, to do exactly what he did to Adam and Eve, to, uh, even though Adam and Eve had everything they needed in that garden, even though we've been blessed with, with all that we needed, and God has given us what we need for this life. He's given us the forgiveness that we need. He sent his son to be our savior. Uh, he's promised us heaven. We still have to battle every day to make sure that evil doesn't get its way. Martin Luther described it as there's this old man or old woman in us that keeps wanting to come up, and, and we need to keep drowning that old man by, by uh, showing our allegiance to God, going back to our baptism, repenting of our sins, and uh, making sure and worshiping God. And then do exactly what you're doing right now. Be in the Word of God so we're reminded of that and, and we don't strain. We're reminded of what the truth is because we're filled with information every single day. There's so much information thrown at us every day, whether it's on television or some other type of media uh, online right now. We've got so much information there. Um, and, and many of it's contrary to the, to the Word of God, so it's easy for us to get, to get sucked away. Uh, we need to be in that Word. So here we are. We're in chapter 22 of Joshua, and they've come into the land. I want you to notice a couple of things about it. First of all, Joshua commending... Uh, the people from the tribe of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. I remember being Manasseh and Ephraim being the two sons of Joseph, Joseph's sons, where Joseph gets a double portion because of his work. And uh, Joshua commends them for helping out their brothers, um, other tribes, to be able to conquer the enemy in, within the land that they're going to. And what a great example of, of how we're not supposed to be just taking care of ourselves, we're supposed to care for one another. Just as Jesus served us, we're called to serve um, in the same kind of way. And, and good for them for looking out for their brothers. Paul describes it as being a part of the body, that every part of the body has to work together. Um, and, and, of course, we're always called away from selfish uh, kinds, of, kinds of things uh, uh, to be willing to serve like Jesus came to serve, too, and, and follow uh, his example. And, and he says because of that, that the Lord is going to give you rest. That's what he says in verse 4. And that word rest is such a huge word. It's a Sabbath word. It's the, It means not only physical rest, but, but peace with God and with us and peace with each other. You know, when Jesus summarized the commandments, he said, the way to have that rest is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Or the golden rule, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, um, to, to, be, uh, to be there caring for one another. And so he says, now that you've done this, um, you, you, you have this rest, you can turn and you can go take possession of the land that you have. And then verse 5 really lays out what it means to walk with God every day. He says, observe the commandment and the law that Moses gave to you. And then how do we do that? He says, first, to love the Lord your God, make, make sure he's our, our number one passion. 
um, that and, and love means putting putting our lives into His hands, uh, trusting Him, uh, obeying Him, listening to Him, and that's what He says next. So love the Lord your God, then walk in His ways. Any other ways that we walk in means that we love that more than than God's ways. Keep His commandments. Remember, those commandments are really written for our good. They're to bring us peace. They're to bless us if we if we uh, uh, in in, uh, in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. And then cling to him. I love that word. That's a that's a, that marriage word. You know, a husband will leave his or father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they'll cling to one another. Is is that word there? And our relationship with God is the same way. And then clinging means also then to serve him. So there's a natural serving and outgrowth of that faith, and serve him with your heart and with your soul. So everything about it. it's not just superficial things on the outside. Oh, do a little bit to serve God. Uh, but that we really do uh, think of our whole life. So when I'm being faithful to my wife, faithful to my family, faithful to my employer, when I'm, I'm looking for ways to help my neighbor, uh, those are all ways that, that I'm serving him uh, because uh, because God's in, in that person. Remember Jesus said, whatever you do for the least of these, my brothers, it's like you're doing it to me. So we got something that we learned about, you know, with the whole idea of the, the lot, when they cast lots for the land. Remember it called us, to trust God, he was going to, he was going to uh, guide that, uh, to listen to God, and then to obey him. And, and here's the, uh, the same thing. Um, they take that so seriously that uh, when some of the tribes, so starting in verse 10, it says Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had built an altar so that they wouldn't forget who God was and what God had done for them. And some of the other people had heard about that, and they thought, oh, my gosh, are they building an altar to a foreign God? Remember, they didn't have the same kind of communication that we did, and they were afraid that they were building an altar to, to Baal or something like that. When they hear about it then, they know that they're responsible to their to their brothers and sisters there, and they got to call them to account. they got to hold their feet to the fire. And so they come to them, and they say, why are you, why are you breaching the covenant that we have with God? Don't you realize that if you breach that covenant, you're going to bring— a punishment down on all of us. And there's a, there's a good example of how we, you know, we think that, well, it's my life. I can do with it what I want to. It doesn't make any difference. You know, my choice. Well, my choices always affect what I do. It affects many, many other people. That's a lie that it's my life. I can do with it what I want to. It doesn't hurt you. Yes, it does. And so they call them to account. And fortunately, when, when, uh, when they come together, uh, they're assured in verse 24, but no, we did not do it from fear from fear that in time to come your children or they the reason that they did build that altar was they didn't want their children and others to forget it was a visual sign for them of, uh, of what God had done for them and remind them of, of who God was and so they, they finally find that peace and they said verse 29 far be it from us that we should rebel against the Lord uh, and turn away this day uh, from following the uh, the Lord and then what comes out of all of that is they renew that commitment to the Lord. They renew that commitment to each other. Um, they, they deal with one another in brotherly and sisterly kind of love. And look at how the chapter ends. It says, verse 33, And the people of Israel blessed God and spoke no more, making war against them to destroy the land. Um, and, uh, and they said, uh, this, this altar will be a witness between us that the Lord is God and that the Lord is in the midst of us. That's exactly the promise that we want. So kind of like what Jesus said to his disciples, you know, go and make disciples, baptize, teach. Um, and then um, uh, I promise that I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. So we take him into the promised land uh, just as we're there 
uh, we remember how we always need to be leery of the enemy uh, that's trying to attack us and uh, stay faithful to one another and be our brother and our sister's keeper too. God bless you as you read.